This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Digital Agency Insiders. This is the podcast that gives you a little uh, behind-the-scenes look at other digital agency and how they uh, started them and grew them through the years. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I encourage you to go and hit that subscribe button no matter where you're listening to us. And while you're there, drop me a little review. I would love to hear what you think about the podcast. So today I have with me Jeff Polvino of Boost Media Group. And for over 15 years, Jeff has been building and scaling businesses to make them profitable by increasing revenue and lowering customer acquisition costs. He has grown his business from zero to five million in one year and 25 million on the second year by bootstrapping. He has also helped to take an athlete's brand from zero revenue to seven figures in just three years. Jeff helps health, wellness, and fitness experts turn their expertise into million dollar businesses by leveraging digital, uh, digital marketing and specialized marketing funnels. Welcome to the show. So excited to have you, Jeff. Thanks, Tabitha. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So I, if anybody's watched this podcast, they know I always ask the same question. The very first question is always the same for everybody. And it's because I absolutely love telling the story of how entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs. So I love to ask, how did you get to where you are today? What made you go down the path to, to owning your own business? You know, um, when, when I worked for companies uh, throughout my younger 20s, I, I would always end up at some level of management, like never wanting to or trying to. It just, it just my desire to kind of take over and take control of things and improve things was overwhelming for me. And so it just was a natural progression. And, um, you know, after um, a, a career working for some startups, uh, my last probably quote unquote career job was working for a VC funded startup by the name of CBCA. And um, I worked for them for three years and took them from, you know, uh, one of the first 10 employees. And, and when I left, we had well over a thousand employees and we acquired, uh, I think seven companies during the three years I was there. So mergers, acquisitions, lots of growth, VC funding. It was just, it was like trial by fire. It was like, you know, kind of my maybe, real world experience to, you know, what a master's degree might be like. And um, after doing that, I just was like, man, I really kind of want to do this for myself. And so uh, I, I got involved in a couple of real estate related startups and uh, some failed, some failed miserably, but, you know, some were fairly successful and, you know, that's how I got started. Nice. Nice. So tell us what you're doing now with your, uh, with your business, with yeah, Boost Media Group. Yeah, Boost Media Group has been around for uh, 10 years in January. Um, we started in social media, which was kind of really new at the time. And it was a different place than where everybody else was focusing. So um, we decided, hey, let's focus on social media. And we very quickly found out that if we were focusing on social media and their website wasn't good or their branding wasn't good or their messaging wasn't good, yeah, it didn't really work. And so we, we started with the social media, expanded from there. And, and today we do all aspects of digital marketing. Okay. I like it. So you talked about in our intro, we talked about, or you mentioned that you leverage digital marketing and specialized marketing funnels. What does that entail for each business? You know, for every business, it, it can be different. Um, it, it really starts with, for us, a strategy. What, 
one of the things that we learned the hard way as an agency is that so many times you, you spend a couple hours with a client, you get to know them and their business, and you're already almost prescribing like a doctor, here's what I recommend for your business, and this is mm-hmm. how much it would cost. And then you get in there and you start kind of peeling back the onion, if you will, and you find out that, that what you recommended maybe wasn't the best thing or there wasn't really a lot of thought out strategy and you're kind of on the fly building the strategy. And, and we realized this a couple of years ago and we started then approaching it a little bit differently. So with most of our clients today, um, our starting point is mapping out a digital marketing strategy based on their business goals for the next 12 to 24 months. And we use that strategy to back into what we all know today as a funnel. It's just all the aspects of digital marketing that work together. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, so in the intro, we talked about the health, wellness, and fitness industry. Why did you go after that particular industry? I mean, is that, you have a background in that or is that just, did you start big and end up niching down and that's the one that was the sweet spot? It was just, it was all by luck actually. Um, You know, Jeremy Buendia, uh, who is a famous bodybuilder, um, he's won um, four Olympia titles for bodybuilding in his weight class, is originally from the Sacramento area. A friend of a friend introduced me to him in between his like uh, second and third competition. And uh, he was building a website and his buddy had done the website and he couldn't finish it. it. It was getting too technical and he needed somebody professional to come in and help with the finishing pieces. I did the cleanup work. It was like, you know, a couple of grand was owed on the bill and, and it was done and delivered and I'm chasing him around for the money. And it, it took me like, you know, three months to finally pin him down. And he's like, Jeff, I don't have the money. And I was, I was kind of at that point becoming a friend with him. So I was confused because I'm looking at this guy who's at the peak of his career. He's just won medals. He's, you know, blowing up on social media, but yet you don't have the money to pay a $2,000 web bill. And so he, it just caused me to kind of say, well, what's going on? How can I help? And he's like, you know, we don't make a lot of money as bodybuilders. You know, uh, I might be lucky to be able to pay all my bills in a month. It's not a, a highly compensated industry. And so it was my aha moment that like this guy, he's got the, potential to have the influence over the industry. And so we decided to partner and I offered to build this funnel uh, on my dime Mm -hmm. and we would partner together on that funnel. And that started our relationship and we built it out to a seven figure funnel. That is incredible. So what, what, how did you even bring income in for a bodybuilder? I mean, how did that, cause that's, that's digging down quite deep. That's not just marketing. I mean, that's, that's going down a little deeper. Yeah, and it was, you know, keep in mind, this was four, four plus years ago when we started this. So um, it was, uh, you know, he started off with less than 5,000 emails. Um, you know, he was uh, maybe uh, a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Um, and so what we did was we put together some ebooks, we put together a membership site, and um, we started with that. And we, we launched that. And to be honest, the first year, we put far more into marketing than than I made on it. And uh, (laughs) about the one year mark is when we uh, covered our expenses and started to get into profitability. So it took a year of us as a company putting money into that funnel to grow it to that momentum to where it was consistently doing 10, 20 grand a month and, and profitable at that point. 
Wow. But then you could take that, whatever platform that everything you built for him and duplicate that for other, other people. So do you work with other bodybuilders or is there other, other niches inside that health and wellness niche? Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have any experience in bodybuilding. I don't look like a bodybuilder. I try <laughs> to stay fit, you know, as, as anybody does, but um, I found it fun. Like I, you know, as going to the competitions, there's a lot of high level of energy. You meet people who are really like into taking care of themselves and they're, they've usually got positive vibes for the most yeah. part. So um, we did, we did find it fun and we focused a lot in that area. So we focus on um, uh, health, wellness, and fitness. So uh, we'll work with doctors. We work with a lot of supplement companies. Um, we work with bodybuilders and, and we do kind of focus as uh, that being one of our niches. And, but you know, we're not exclusive to that. We work with car dealerships, banks, you know, all over the gamut, but I, I, tr I personally find that niche a lot of fun. So that's kind of where I like to focus. Well, that's always a good thing. If you enjoy it, why not go after right. it? Yeah. <laughs> so how are you getting in front of potential clients, especially in that particular niche? I mean, is that just a lot of face-to-face -face referral type things or are you doing other, other ways to get in front of people? You know, I do get a lot of referrals and I also um, network quite heavily on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, so I tend to target um, other people in the health, wellness and fitness industry and introduce myself and my company and what we've accomplished for other brands and just kind of put it out there. I'm not, I'm not really, I've been told I'm good at sales, but I don't like to sell somebody. I, I like to bring knowledge and value to a conversation. And if it's a good fit, then we work together. Um, yeah. I, I never like to look at it like, oh, I got to close this guy. It's not like yeah. that. In fact, I was on a call last night with somebody who was up and coming in their industry. And he's like, when am I going to see an ROI on it? And I'm like, you should not expect to see a positive ROI for at least your first six months. And, and he was like, why would I buy this? And I'm like, well, you got to build a platform. Like, you know, it's, and, and people usually aren't that brutally honest. They usually want to sell somebody on something mm -hmm. and then they end up, you know, uh, bringing clients in the front door and they go out the back door as fast as they come in. So one of the reasons why we work on this strategy in the beginning, so we understand their goals and our, understand how we're able to implement things that are going to impact the bottom line or the things that are important to them within the business. Well, and not just for the next three months, but we're talking years down the road. So you're building a relationship, not for this month and possibly next month, you're building relationships that are going to last for years and years. Hopefully that's the intent. Yeah. I'd exactly. much rather find a client that I can work with for the next five or 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a question we always like asking, how much are you charging for your services with these people? And I know it can vary depending on what exactly you're doing, but what does the range look like for your agency? You know, it, it's really from $400 to $40,000 a month. Um, we typically bill by the hour. Okay. And so we do have some very small clients, like um, a couple like health coaches. One's a swimming coach. She's fantastic. We just manage her social media ads, booking her swim classes, and she pays about $400, $500 a month to us. And in addition, there's Facebook ads. That's yeah. probably an example of some of our smaller clients. And we've got other larger clients that we do, you know, we manage one client's ad spend with Google's a half a million dollars a month. And oh, wow. A month? Yeah, a month. And, and they're, they're paying us anywhere from twenty dollars to $40,000 a month, depending on what we're doing for them. Yeah, that's some pretty big clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so and you know, I like the middle ones. Like the, 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 the big ones can be difficult, the smaller ones sometimes, but I, I kind of like the mid-range, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So what does your team look like? How many people do you have working with you to make this business run like a machine? 
You know, that, that's an interesting question and nobody's ever asked me that. So we're 100 <laughs> percent virtual company. Okay. Um, we used to have a, a brick and mortar office about 5,000 square feet here in Sacramento and we would go into work every day and it, it was fun. We had interns that were coming in from the colleges and, and, and it had its purpose for a point in time. But we started letting people work remotely from home and started hiring people remotely from home. And we just, we just found better people. Like we found that we, we had less turnover, higher quality employees working for us. They were more committed to us and, and to the clients. And, you know, some of them are stay at home moms and, you know, you could be on a client call with us. And if the client and the culture is okay with it, you might hear a baby crying in the background, yeah. which I think is an amazingly cool thing. Yeah, I'm um, glad you said that. I was like, I forgot to shut my office door. If you hear a dog barking, I apologize. <laughs> I put my two outside. I, it's just, I, you know, early on, I'd had to decide, did I want to embrace the culture or try to keep it sterile in that environment? And yeah. I decided to embrace it and it's worked well for us. So yeah. we have uh, close to 50 people who work for us um, remotely all over the world, actually. At, at one point, at our highest point in people in different countries, we had people in 10 different countries. Wow. So we, we tend to hire who's the best that we find without putting limitations on where they're at geographically. Now, obviously they've got to be able to speak great English and yeah. you know they have to be able have to fit internet. <laughs> our culture, have great internet, work in the US time zones. But yeah. I mean, there's a few, I mean, one of my best IT um, senior uh, managers is in Poland. And I would have never guessed. And it just was random. Like we weren't searching for somebody in Poland. Yeah. So, you know, um, it, that's just kind of the culture that it, we started with going remote and that's where it's progressed over the years. I like it. Well, that's why our company is. Everyone is remote. Now we do get together, you know, a couple of times a year just to be able to, you know, see each other face to face and be like, you are a lot taller than I thought you would be <laughs> kind of thing. So that's always fun. Yeah. Yes, it is. So do you guys get together every now and then? We try to. Yeah. In fact, one of um, the girls who works for me is out here in California. She's normally on the East Coast and she's going to be traveling up this way uh, this next coming week. So I've never met her face to face. And, um, you know, so we're going to go hang out either in Sacramento or San Francisco, go out to dinner and hang out and get to meet in person for the first time. So that's kind of awesome. We try to as much as possible. Yeah. Gotcha. So what does a new client uh, sales funnel look like for you guys when you're trying to get new people in the door? You know, um, I think from a, a, the best example I could get you, give you is somebody who's not had a funnel, right? Like, so instead of yeah. maybe tuning it up is, is somebody who's just had a website and they're new to this whole funnel experience. Um, you know, we try to develop some lead magnets that gets the brand or the person exposure, such as eBooks, videos, webinars. It really depends on the, the line of business they're in. Yeah. You know, if you're um, a financial advisor, webinars are great. If you're uh, a health coach, webinars aren't really going to work, but eBooks are great. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. we create those lead magnets and we turn those lead magnets into uh, the ability to build either lists or audiences that we can advertise their products and services to. In the simplest form, that's kind of where we start with a very simple funnel. Gotcha. Now, how are you finding these potential clients? Um, my potential clients? I, mm -hmm. Mostly, like I said, it was word of mouth, um, referrals from, you know, uh, our clients. They see what we've done for, you know, clients like Jeremy Buendia. I tend to enjoy marketing on LinkedIn because I love entrepreneurialism and being a business guy and talking to other business people. So I tend to just strike up conversations and I usually offer to 
let's just get on a call and talk for 30 minutes. I'll tell you what we do. You tell me more about what you do and, and we'll see if there's a good fit to continue on the conversation. Yeah. Not with a, a like hard driven strategy to sell them on that call, but more of do we vibe well? Do, is it a good fit for us to, to keep talking? And then if that's the case, usually we end up either doing business together or they become a friend who refers me business down the road. And so I just tend to put myself out there like that. Yeah. No, I like it. So when you get a new client, how are you guys onboarding them? What does that process look like for you guys? Yeah, that, um, well, we, we're a Zoho One customer. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Zoho. No. Um, Zoho's a, they have a CRM platform um, is what they started off with. So Zoho launched a CRM competitive to Salesforce probably 15 years ago. And they've developed a whole suite of 25, 30 different products and services um, that uh, uh, work together and integrate together. And when you're a Zoho One customer, you get access to all of those. So we use uh, Zoho Project as Zoho Project Management Tool, and we use their accounting suite and all that, and that's all integrated. So we have a client services team that uh, you know onboards them mm -hmm. and gets any information that we need any requirements that we need, takes them through a questionnaire process. We then manage that in our project management system, which I believe in full transparency. Mm -hmm. So we allow our clients to log in there and see where everything's at. If something's overdue, they're gonna see it's overdue and why, and be able to call us out on that. Um, they can see all the budgeting where it's at in there, all the reporting and analytics is in there. And um, you know, uh, they have access to that, about 20% of our clients will geek out in there and work in there all the time. Most of the clients don't want it, but it's there as an option. So we have a very robust technology stack in addition to a fully dedicated client services department that can cater to somebody 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Got it. I like it. I like it. So do you guys do anything special outside of just outstanding service to get people to come back to you? Yeah, we try to make them money. <laughs> um, you know, it comes down to that strategy that I, I keep kind of bringing it back to, you know, when I first started as in the agency business, I had no experience as a marketer. I was just an entrepreneur. And so mm -hmm. I tried to do things like a marketer would. And, and I think it, it hurt me in the beginning because I was trying to do things based on impressions and clicks and I had to learn all their lingo. Mm -hmm. And in, you know, about five years into this, I realized that I'm talking to business owners like myself, who really, they just care if they're making money. They don't mm -hmm. care about all these reports I show them about how well I did to, to send visitors to their website. I could send 10,000 new people to their website. If they didn't make any new money, they're going to fire me. And so yeah. I decided to change the conversation to what I originally was like as an entrepreneur. And that's where we got excited and, and, and kind of saw the need to go to a strategy driven model where we tie what we do to their revenue goals or their growth goals that are most important to them, not just on marketing. So yeah. our quote unquote marketing strategy, we try to integrate with the business goals. I like it. I like it. So what would you say in your business right now is your biggest challenge that you guys are facing right now? Um, so, uh, the client services department that um, I just mentioned to you, uh, it's, it's a new thing for us, admittedly, to be completely transparent. Um, we acquired a company last September called Searcher Magnet, and they had a client services uh, division that handled all client communication. We had project managers that handled all client communication. It was fragmented. And 
before the biggest headache for me was client communication. And so again, it was kind of like uh, a strategic luck thing that we happened to acquire this company that it was doing it different and it engineered it different. Mm-hmm. And we just saw how well it was working for them. And so it's been, that was September when we acquired them. We're actually, we launched that as March 1st, that new department that handles all client communication. That's been our biggest challenge. So we're in, like, we're at the, the kind of exciting point of implementing what the solution is to our biggest challenge. But our biggest challenge is client communication. Has okay. been because every client wants the best customer service and they're all different. And yeah. you can't, it's hard to standardize. And, and so uh, we're hoping this is the thing that's going to make that not our biggest problem anymore. And that, well, that's, well, that's always an issue. I've, yeah. Every agency I feel like has that issue. It's, it's always communication. Always. I don't care what you're doing. Right. Um, it's the biggest part. So what is the one thing that you're doing in your agency that you absolutely just love? Um, working on the strategies with the right customer. Like I enjoy, I enjoy helping people, which is I think what gravitated me towards implementing that as a solution. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if, if I've got the right client and I'll give you an example, I've got a, a client that, um, uh, they launched a, a product called reflux gourmet that treats, um, um, acid reflux, a new product just launched. We launched it on Amazon. We're crushing it. We've already run out of stock. We're waiting for the second order to come in. Like I'm helping them pick a logistics supplier. Like that has nothing to do with marketing and I don't even charge it for the time. I just enjoy it. Of course, yeah. they see it as a benefit of like, this guy really cares about my business and he's engaged with us so much more than marketing, but I don't use that as a selling point. Like, this is why you should work with me as much as like, Hey, I just want to be on the call cause it's cool and it's yeah. fun. And I love, I love that part of the business. I love being a, an entrepreneur. So that's the kind of stuff I enjoy the most. It's, it's that new out of the box stuff and truly helping other business owners out and learning, learning stuff for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. It's probably not anything you've ever had experience in. So you're learning something totally new. Right. Well, I've never, I've never as had to make the decision myself who to hire as the logistics person. Like I've, I've had tons of clients that have logistics in place. I know all about it, but I've never got to interview them hands on. And I just a geek like that. I love stuff like that. So, <laughs> I like it. Well, the last question that I always like asking is what are you currently reading or listening to that's helping you as a leader? Well, I don't read. I, I'm like, I have, I have severe ADD. So when I, when I'm forced to read a book or something like that, I'm like halfway through the page and I have to start over like three times. Um, <laughs> I listen to a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts okay. um, and I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. So if there's one person I consistently listen to over the years that it, I would love to meet in person, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Like I just, I, I consider myself like a very like raw, real person. If I'm going to swear, I'm going to swear. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you how I feel. I wear all my emotions on my sleeve. Like, and, and I just identify with him and he's been very inspirational to me over my journey over the last, you know, 10 plus years. And so I'd say he's probably been the most influential and there's several others that I listen to. Um, I listen to the Funnel Hacking podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. I forget the guy's name who who does it because I'm just bad with names. But you know, those are some of the stuff. I was like, uh. 
Yeah, anything, anything entrepreneurial uh, or digital marketing related, uh, sometimes health and fitness. There's a few health and fitness gurus that I'll listen yeah. to because they're just out there. They're doing all the, you know, the latest kind of stuff with stem cells and, you know, crazy stuff. It's just like, you know, they claim to be reversing their age almost. So it's kind uh -huh. of interesting to listen to. It's very much so interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, give us a website on where people can learn more about you and your business. Yeah, um, boostmediagroup.com is the website for our agency. You can go there, um, contact us. Uh, you can fill out a form. You can jump on a call with me. And my personal website is jeff.marketing. So uh -huh. no.com, just jeff.marketing. And if you go there, you can schedule a call with me. Um, I open myself up in my calendar to meet with anybody for a free 30-minute session. Glad to talk. I try to add as much value in that 30-minute section. I'll give you advice. I'm not going to like dangle it out there like you have to hire me to, to get more out of me like you know and if, if we're vibing well and I've got nothing scheduled sometimes it turns into an hour or whatever so yeah I'm very kind of um chill like that when it comes to just meeting with people and connecting I like it I like it well thank you so much for being on the podcast I've enjoyed yeah, for having chatting me. with a fellow midwesterner who even though you're not there anymore but <laughs> Yes, I, I, I avoid the winners now, but I do go back to visit Chicago. Well, you're a smart individual, a very smart individual. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.